Welcome back. We are halfway through this four-part series about causes of weight regain. In the first episode, we discussed anatomical or structural reasons for weight regain. And in the previous episode, we talked about physiological reasons for weight regain after bariatric surgery. Now, in this episode, we are going to look at some psychology causes of weight regain or psychological causes of weight regain. So as a disclaimer, I am a dietitian and this advice is general in nature from what I see in practice and within my scope as a dietitian. However, all of these topics, because they're psychology related, would be better supported with a psychologist, particularly a bariatric psychologist or a psychiatrist. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. There are many psychological reasons as to why some people regain weight after bariatric surgery. Now, I want you to know that I feel, in my personal slash professional opinion, that the surgery is much more of a mental challenge than a physical journey. What I mean by this is, let's say you're eating your first meal after surgery and you're full from eating and the stomach says, hey, stop, or I'll be sick. And if you do take that one spoonful too much, yes, you will vomit. But the brain goes, oh, that was so nice. Let me have some more. So this can pose some problems because the brain is saying, hey, that's delicious. Let's eat that, 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 and that. Oh my gosh, that smells great. Let's have that. But physically, your body's like, no, I literally cannot fit it in my stomach. I'm going to be sick. So this is the hard part after the surgery is how do we tackle the mental health side of the surgery? It does take a bit of time to develop a good relationship with a therapist or a psychologist. So if you are struggling with emotional eating, stress eating, boredom eating, or seeing any old habits creep back in, often we don't recognize when they're happening and it often comes after a stressful situation. So I would encourage you to reach out to a psychologist to have a chat and you might uncover some new information about yourself, learn some different ways of coping, but don't give up after the first appointment. You can't just go once to therapy and be cured. You do need to have at least six sessions or a minimum of three months to provide that therapeutic benefit that we're after. Ultimately, we want to make sure that you are able to live a sustainable life and changing the way we think is important. Now, one of the main reasons for some issues with the mental health side of eating is an untreated or undertreated disordered eating or eating disorder. Many people who have undergone weight loss surgery have struggled with binge eating disorder either actively or in the past which is where we use food around challenging or stressful situations. With the surgery, there is an issue and a prominent condition coming up where we experience transfer addiction. So around about 20% of people who have undergone weight loss surgery may experience a transfer addiction, which is where previously you might have used food to cope, 
But now you're using alcohol, gambling, shopping, or substance abuse, or just dangerous activities to numb the emotions. This is a red flag, and you should speak to your primary care provider or surgeon for further support in these areas. Again, from a psychology point of view, there is a locus of control that we all have. Some people are more motivated by an internal locus of control, which is where your personality or your makeup, you can resist the influence from your environment. There might be a thousand ads for your favorite food in front of you, but because you're on this journey and you've got a goal, you won't give in. However, a lot of people struggle with this external locus of control. So you might find it difficult to avoid the TV or the poster ad telling you to buy this certain food or do this certain behavior. There's no right or wrong way to be as this is all ingrained in our personality. However, knowing what your type of locus of control is makes you more aware and being self-aware can help you make better choices. One example of this in clinic is where I've had someone come to me and they really struggle with night eating. So night eating is where you eat a significant portion of your food for the day after dinner and you are full, but you're struggling with emotions, maybe boredom, stress, sadness, and you just eat. Now this patient, the trigger wasn't the fact that it was nighttime and the fact that it was after dinner. She had a strong external locus of control because every time she saw the ads on TV for Cadbury or Hungry Jack's or McDonald's or any other sort of quote-unquote junk food ads, which tend to be prominent at that time of night, she found herself in the kitchen eating those foods. Now, I did suggest, you know, turn the TV off. Oh, I really love my shows. Fine, cool. How about we put it on mute when the ads are there so you can't hear it? But to her very true point, she can still see the ad. And so we didn't really come up with a solution for this because, again, the external locus of control, it's very difficult to control that. But my best solution would be for her to get up and leave the room and turn it on mute or to read a book so she's not looking at the screen. Is that going to be practical every day? Probably not. But That's an example where you would definitely need to see a psychologist to help you identify the root cause as to why you are struggling with that at that point. So you might resonate with that and I would hope that you would be seeking external support to further get help around that. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free three-day meal plan with recipes to get you started taking control of the weight regain. Head to the link in the show notes to access it. Now, let's get back to the episode. Finding it challenging to apply and maintain new habits is another cause of weight regain. So let's face it, bariatric surgery or weight loss surgery comes with a whole new rule book and a whole new way of living and you cannot go back to the way you ate before. This means that rewiring the brain takes time and it definitely doesn't happen overnight. If you are struggling to adapt these new eating behaviors post-op, I'd suggest you take it one day at a time. Work on one habit, nail it, aim for doing it for at least a week, let's say not eating and drinking at the same time, and then keep it in check. Keep it going. Just keep trying. Sometimes I give a goal list of a lot 
for people. But all I say is work on one after the other. And ultimately, these small things that we do add up over time and you'll be a completely new person in 365 days. If you go back to your old habits and you're struggling, that's when you need to reach out for support. This will help keep those old habits under control and keep you focused on your goal. The last point that from a psychology perspective that may affect your weight regain is ongoing mental health disorders such as depression, anxiety and other serious mental health illnesses that can cause weight regain when they aren't controlled. Some people might be scared of medications to control these. However, I'd encourage you to speak to your primary care provider as now they have weight neutral medications that might be suitable for you. These and other mental health conditions are quite complex and they do need the support of mental health professionals and working together as a team. Don't dismiss the extra support. Sometimes we can be so resistant because of what we hear about these medications But I've had one patient recently start on antidepressants to help with her mood and only a very low dose. And surprisingly, her hunger urge disappeared. This has then helped with being able to control those cravings and emotional eating. And it does help to seek help and then tackle it head on rather than sweeping it under the carpet. Because doesn't the carpet mound get bigger and bigger each time we don't remove it? Trust me. When you feel in control, you're unstoppable. You can achieve what you want to. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Reach out if you need support. But as I said, this is more of a psychology perspective and I've just outlined possible causes of it. It definitely cannot be any more in detail because I am not a psychologist. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au and reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.